Broadcasting to the world from South Jersey, this is Anything Goes with Phil Rossi and J.J. Golick. A weekly podcast with different topics every week. The views and opinions on this show are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers. And do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of any businesses or organizations mentioned during the show. And now, it's Anything Goes with Phil Rossi and J.J. Golick. Yo, yes it is. It is that time. Anything Goes. Phil Rossi alongside my man, J.J. Golick. And in today's episode, we are talking about side hustles during the pandemic and quarantine. JJ, what is going on? What's going on, Phil? How are you? Doing great. How are you? Good. All right. So what we have to do is we're trying to enlighten, help, enrich lives as best as we can. And we also need a little bit of help. So today's topic, like I just mentioned, is side hustles. What side hustles can we do in a time where the world is crazy, uh, jobs are are a lot less than we're used to, um, we're entertainers. The entertainment industry has taken a, a huge hit with limited capacity and no capacity and things closed and can't have weddings and parties. Uh, so we're just going to go over a few different options that might help you. And maybe we can just talk about it together and try to make some extra money, get through these tough times. And hopefully on the other side of this, we come out uh, you know, richer, if that's possible. That would be great. It would. Everyone loves a couple more dollars in their pocket. Exactly. So JJ, what are you doing right now to make some, make some extra cash? Uh, right now, um, I'm kind of doing a little bit of, um, you know, audio production on the side. All right, cool. Doing some audio stuff, doing some video stuff. And I'm also trying to do a little social media and marketing things on the side, help some of the smaller businesses come out of the hole that they're in. Right. So here, here's here's the, the question I always have is we'll ask people, like I just asked you, and they'll tell us I'm doing marketing, uh, I'm playing music, I'm doing all these different things. But we never really hear how how do we get money from that, right? So if you're doing digital marketing, like what steps are you taking? Are you going to businesses? Uh, you know, what research have you done? Like how are, how are we going to go from, so if we tell somebody we're doing digital marketing and if somebody's like, I know nothing about digital marketing, like who would work with me? Like how are we going to, you know, get money? How is somebody going to pay us? Well, one of the things that you have to do is you have to look at it as the person may not, like you said, have any idea right. what they're talking about, what you're talking about. And you kind of have to break it down where I hate to say you're dumbing it down to them. That's really what you're doing because when people don't understand what you're trying to bring to them, they're automatically going to shut down. It's just human nature. It's new. I don't want to change. Um, you know, it's all new to me, especially a lot of older business owners. Um, your newer business owners, they may already have Facebook and Instagram, but do they really know what they're doing with it? And you have to explain to them, there's a difference between what you're doing and what we can do for you as far as getting search results and geotargeting and all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, it's a lot of research that you have to do. And to explain it to people, you have to actually sit down and break it down for them piece by piece so that they understand we're not just trying to take your money. We're actually going to help you. Especially in such a tough time like this where money is short for you know practically everybody. So uh, you know, my advice would be if say, let's just take for example right now digital marketing. You know, uh, you don't you don't technically have to go to school. I mean, if you want to, that's great. Uh, there's a ton of videos, a ton of resources online. Again, if you're looking for extra money and want a side hustle job, this is something you can look into. It's probably honestly not gonna garner you uh, results right away, but do as much, much research as you can. If, if you have your own business or, uh, you know, family, what you can do initially, uh, you know, create a PowerPoint, understand what you're trying to do, and then use 
your dad's business or your brother's business, uh, you know, and, and do it for free. Do everything that you would try to sell a business owner as like a trial run and look at the analytics, look at their results. That way, when you do that for a couple months, now you're going to have some solid info and analytics to go back to. Then when you reach out to smaller business, you can say, listen, I worked and I worked with this company here. They, they, their their uh, digital marketing was, uh, let's say, zero here. The, with my program and my PowerPoint and my presentation that I'm showing you today, we got them 10 new customers over three months or two new customers, whatever it is. That way you have some actual physical backing and information to try to sell to somebody else. Because, again, I don't care who you are. Nobody's going to work with you if you have no experience. Somebody's going to work with you if you have no information. They want the proof. They want to see that it actually works. Right. So, again, as far as a side hustle, this is something that I would, uh, again, go 110% into because I do believe it's it's going to be part of the future. At the same time, though, it's not going to get you money right away. So this is something that... Again, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but do an Uber, do an Instacart, do a Shipped or whatever you're trying to do to get that instant money if you really need to make money. But then keep this kind of on the back burner. Learn as much as you can about it because then you're doing Uber for three months on the side. It's not the dream job, but it's enough to keep, keep the lights on. Dive into this digital marketing thing and then in three months come back to it. And not only will you have Uber, you'll be able to you know, get a business and then get the next business and then continue to grow. And you're also learning too. So that's that's a big thing if if you're trying to do the side hustle. So again, my advice, get something's going to garner you money today, tomorrow, and this week. While you're doing that, work on another side hustle, whether it's blogging, whether it's digital marketing, whether it's a YouTube channel. But again, that stuff is going to take time to grow. If you need money yesterday, starting a YouTube channel, a podcast, a digital marketing is not going to get you money right away. So just, you know, keep those things in mind. Yeah, it's it's called a side hustle for a reason. You got to remember that. It's something you do on the side. You know, I know a lot of teachers that I had personally, and it's part of the reason I got into DJing. Um, it's a side job, and any DJ will tell you that. Unless you somehow have the money and the time to sit around and who knows do what, you cannot be a mobile DJ full-time. It just will not happen. You have to do something else, especially right now. You cannot just be a mobile DJ. Especially in the beginning. And that's the thing. With these side hustles, again, you know, pick one or two things that you can see yourself making decent money at down the road. But again, for the time being, you need to have something that's going to bring in cash quickly and easily to where you don't have to have a degree or, you know, again, you're trying to make money on the side. Say you were working a full-time job now and got cut down the part-time hours. Uh, you need something to, 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 you know, bring back in that cash to get you back up to where you need to be. Yeah, maybe work a retail job right now, get a part-time retail job because, you know, whether you like retail or not, right now, that is one of the only things that is guaranteed. And that's the thing, you know, if you're looking for, if you need money, right, and you have to pay your bills and your rent and your car payment and all these different things, you know, get out of your mind, put aside this, my degree is in here, or I don't work in retail, or, or this is beneath me. Nothing is beneath you, right? Nothing. Because... And this is why it's important to have that creative side of the things you want to do in the future while you're doing this, but you need that money initially. I don't care if it's retail, if you're a taxi driver, an Uber driver, uh, there's so many different, there's nothing beneath anybody, right? You're just, you're, you're doing what you need to do. You have a goal in mind, you have a business plan in mind, you're putting it together, and that's going to help you get through the not so great job that you don't love right now when you have a plan in the future. Because if you're just, I'm just going to work here and I'm, I hate this job, you need to have that focus to where 
I'm doing what I need to do. I'm making this money here, but long term, big picture, um, I'm over here. Yeah, you, you don't want to be working, and maybe you do. Uh, some people do want to work retail their entire life. Some people actually enjoy it and like the lifestyle. Me? No. I, that's not what I want to do. Am I doing it right now? Yeah, I'm doing it as and that's okay. right now my permanent side. It's not even a side hustle. I wish I could call it that, but it's not. It's the permanent job right now. And today with the, the, the quarantine and the pandemic, you know, before if you were picky, you better become a lot more less picky than you are right now because you, this this is not the time for you to be picky and choosy and all this other stuff. Do what you need to do, you know, just, you know, butt your tongue, move on, stop thinking you're better than other people or I've done this for so many years. Listen, you were lucky to do what you were doing before, right? Maybe this will make you appreciate the jobs you had before the pandemic hit. But again, do we need to do to keep the lights on? And then again, pick digital marketing, pick blogging, pick uh, childcare, teaching a skill, tutoring, anything you want to do on the side, have a focus, have an idea. And then it's going to take you time to build up that clientele, right? Same thing if you want to teach a skill. If we want to teach, you know, how to be a mobile DJ, that's a great idea. But again, it's not going to come tomorrow. You got to put a business plan. You need people to invest in you that will pay you to teach them the skill that, that you have. Well, it also, a lot of these side hustles that we're talking about, as far as digital marketing, DJing, um, anything like that, it takes experience. You are not going to be a, I could teach somebody all day long how to be a mobile DJ. I can teach them for two weeks straight, same with you. But that does not mean that they are going to be this great David Guetta club DJ that they expect to be at the end of two weeks. It's a lot more that goes into it than people recognize. There, you know, There's a lot of planning involved. There's a lot of stuff that's going on through a DJ's head when they're in the middle of a gig that if people could see inside the brain, it's probably doing a bunch of different workouts. Right, and you also have to remember too that, you know, uh, you know let's just take the mobile DJing thing for an example. You know, don't go crazy. Don't go buy a ton of equipment. Don't don't do any of this. Work with other people who have already DJed before. See if you like it. You may not even like it, right? You may not even not for everyone. Yeah, it may not even be your thing. Uh, you know, and again, at this time that we're in right now, there's no gigs to really be had. So very far and few in between. I think I did my first one in months last Tuesday. Right, and that's the thing. As far as like what the episode this episode's about is making money. That's, that's really the opposite of what you should be doing. The goal is, if you want to do that, start. It's a great time to investigate it. It's a great time to look into it to see maybe you might be into it. But again, what you're going to have to do is Uber, Lyft, Instacart. Uh, you know, DoorDash. You can do a DoorDash. You can do an Amazon Flex. Maybe you pick up, like I said, another part-time job at a, a retail establishment. Restaurants are kind of sort of still open at the 25% capacity. Maybe you, maybe you wait tables. That's another... Another job that you can you can do to make some extra cash, you can make some decent tips depending on where you work. Well, there's a lot of businesses that are trying to do, uh, you know, with the takeout. You know, you have Applebee's that does the you know the curbside pickup. Mm-hmm. A lot of these businesses that were forced into closing and 25% capacity are doing a lot more takeout orders, and they just need people to run the food out, just you know, people to do the curbside thing. And people are hiring for that. It, it's like a seasonal type of thing, but it's it's possible. And again, try to 
think outside the box. Be creative. Uh, I found this website. If you're a handy person who can fix, you know, that tricky IKEA furniture or TVs or simple plumbing or even electrical issues, um, there's a website called uh, TaskRabbit.com or Handy.com. So if you're somebody who's a builder and just naturally is good at building things, or maybe again you had a full-time job now your hours are you know reduced like crazy. Maybe get on here, even Facebook, Instagram, put it out there. Is anybody remodeling their house? If they need help putting a floor in. You There's know, a lot of pages for that too. Um, help Wanted, especially in the New Jersey area. Help Wanted Marlton, Help Wanted Echo, Help Wanted Chiselhurst, Help Wanted Cherry Hill. There's all these different pages and they welcome and groups and they welcome you to post what you're doing on there. You know, like you said, if you're a contractor, if you can do this, if you can do electrical. Um, I see posts every day, two and three and four posts uh, daily from different businesses, different, complete opposite ends of the spectrum, too. And um, a lot of people get decent work out of it. Right. You're going to pick up a lot of like odd and end type jobs. But again, if you're looking for a side hustle, again, and also think to yourself, what are your skills? Like, what do you do that is, you know, special that not anybody can do? Obviously, fixing things, um, plumbers, you know, DJs. Uh, you know, and people, you could also, too, uh, while you're doing this, while you're doing these kind of side hustles, is also create a uh, coursework that you can maybe also sell later on, too. So say you're a mobile DJ and you want to create the, uh, you know, the 10 steps, the 10 successful steps to be a mobile DJ. Put together a coursework, put together an online course, put together a book. Again, this is this is the bigger goal of I'm doing... I'm running food at Applebee's right now. It's not the dream job, but in six months to to 12 months to a year, I'm going to have this online course out there that I could sell for $99. Again, continue to think long-term. Do what you need to do in the present, but think, how can I make more money? You, you want to utilize your time and your work, right? If you're working just a job for $7 an hour, you're going to be there for eight hours a day, and you're not trading, it's not really equal to what you can be doing. Think everybody has a skill in some capacity. Try to utilize that. This is a great time to think outside the box and think, oh, yeah, I can do that. Let me, let me see if that'll work. You know, the only good thing, I guess, about the pandemic right now with things being shut down, if you want to look at it from a positive point of view, there's not that many places to spend money other than your bills. And with that being said, with there not being a lot of entertainment, a lot of things to go out and do, you can, quote-unquote, work yourself into the ground more. You know, work that extra, pick up that extra shift. You can't say, oh, I have to date to the movies or I got to date to this because it's all limited. You know yeah. what I mean? There's not that, I'm, oh, I'm going to see the concert on Friday night. No, you're not. No. no there, yeah, there's a lot less things for you to go and do. So pick up the shift. Don't, oh, I can't do it. If, if somebody asks you, hey, do you want to come and pick up this shifter. Hey, do you want to make a couple extra dollars and help me out with this? I kind of think you're stupid to say no. Yeah, this is a what do you want to do? Sit around at home and do nothing. I mean, you're, you're complaining about having no money, but yet you just got offered five different things and turned them all down. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a great time to, like you said, pick up more shifts than you normally would. You can bank a lot of money. And again, I think for me personally, at least is especially if you're a creative person, you always you want to express that in some way. And when you're working a, a regular job that doesn't let you express that, you need to have that outlet. So again, 
If you want to start a YouTube channel, there's there's a lot of money in that. Again, it's not going to happen overnight. There's there's money in podcasting. Again, it's not going to happen overnight. But do we need to do work 10, 15 extra hours a week? Do that side hustle. And also at the same time, when you're making that extra money, it's also going to give you that extra cash to go and spend and invest in your podcast, in your YouTube channel, in your digital marketing campaign, in your blog. Um, the other thing you could do too, if you're uh, you know if you're good with kids, is uh, childcare. A I lot see, of people still need it. Yeah, I see a lot of you know professional moms and dads that you know have little ones, whether it's one kid, a couple kids. Um, you know they need somebody just to to watch them for a couple hours. Again, you know think of different ways. There's a lot of different ways to make money. And, you know, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's uh, you're going to have to get creative and get creative quick to, uh, you know, to keep moving. And that's the thing, you know, like you said, with uh, having to work a regular job or work a retail job, it's really not as bad as they make it seem either. And like I said, a lot of people might actually turn out to like it. And you also never know who you're going to meet when you're in those settings. You know, you don't know who's going to be on the other side of that register that could make your day, make things better, have that connection that you need. You need, you need, yeah, you, right. You, Network. You need to have that mindset, right? Like, again, we know this is not your dream job. It's not what you've always, uh, you know, you don't want to be spending your time doing this. But again, just keep remembering every time you kind of get to the point where, I hate this job. I don't want to be here. The hours are too long. It sucks. Just remember what the end goal is because that should keep pushing you forward to not stay there if you don't like it. And again, it could work the other way. Maybe you get there and you're like, man, I really like this. Or, uh, you know, again, if you're a good person, a happy person, a positive person, wherever you're working, they're going to see that. And you never know if you're working at retail, you're working at a smaller restaurant. They might see, man, this person is, is really is a go-getter and he comes in and, and kills it every day and really is super nice to the customers. If you're a videographer or if you're a photographer or if you're a, a voiceover artist or whatever your skill is, because you're such a good employee, you might be able to say, listen, I'm doing this for you here. I don't know if you know, but I also this, do this on the side. Here's some samples of my work. And now maybe you actually can you know translate that into more work for yourself or stuff that you like to do. So, you know, you, you got to stay positive. You, you have to stay, you know, in the moment and look at the big picture because if not, you're going to get off track and you're going to be negative and, and then you're going to get fired and then you're going to lose your money and then lose your motivation and it's nothing's going to happen. It's a vicious circle. It's yeah. a vicious circle that you don't want to be in. No. And you know what? You're absolutely right with, you know, you talk to people and you network and I've experienced it firsthand. You know, you said you talk, hey, this is what I do on the side. I was talking to a couple of kids at um, my job, and we were just talking in the back, and uh, podcasting came up. I said, yeah, I do, I do it. And um, I played them actually the first couple minutes of our first episode, and they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. How do you do that? And I started telling them, well, you know, anyone can do it. It's a great thing to do on the side. If you you know you have a vision, go with it. Right. Um, and it just struck up, and before you knew it, it got around the store. Um, and it was kind of cool. It, it, someone, you know, on the other side of the building was like, so I heard you do a podcast. I was like, oh, wow, that traveled quick. Right. And, that's what I mean. and nothing is, is stopping you from, from doing any of this. Uh, again, I'll go back to it. You know, to me, 100% of it is mindset. You know, understanding where you're trying to go, uh, you know, staying consistent. It's going to be tough, right? It's never easy. But anything that any, anybody or any place or any business that's ever been successful, it wasn't, oh, let's open this store and then we're going to make $2 million and everybody's going to be, 
you know, walking around, flying a kite, sucking lollipops. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, okay. It doesn't work that way. It's going to be tough, but you know, the journey is the fun part, right? Like even this podcast is, it's fun building it up. It's, it's fun getting a couple more listeners. It's fun having a couple more people subscribe because that kind of, it shows you like, oh, there's, there, maybe there's something here. And every time you do another one and every time you think of another idea or come up with another topic, you're continuing to, to build on that success and it, it keeps you fresh. Yeah, you have to stay fresh and you have to stay positive because if you don't, you're going to end up getting in that depression dump and it's just a downward spiral from there. You have to keep the faith too, you know, that everything's going to end up okay in the end, especially, you know, us entertainers. I know a lot of us are looking at each other going, well, things were starting to look up again and now we're going right back down. Right. And, you know, like I said, I, I just did a job. This past Tuesday, I DJ'd a homecoming and I, you know, it was a great time. It felt really good to get back out there. And it also made me realize how much I missed it at the same time, how grateful I was to do it as often as I was before the pandemic where I'd be DJing two and three times a weekend and making the money, you know, what money you can make DJing. It's decent. It's way better than working a nine to five. I mean, right. And for anybody who, you know, maybe thinks like, oh, DJing is cool or I might want to do it. I mean, it is. It's one of those things where, you know, you're obviously getting played to play music. You're around people that are normally in a you're good the mood. Party. You're the party. You get paid to be the party. You get paid to be the dude. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The other thing I wanted to talk about too, uh, you know, another side hustle could be if you're a pet person, you could do walk, do- you can uh, walk dogs or you can pet sit too. Yeah, I think there's actually a service out there that, like, there's a website where you can sign up. There is one. For uh, the area. Yeah, there is one here. It's called uh, rover.com. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people need it because there are some people that have to go out, um, you know, to work still, you know, retail store. But the dog's got to go out, doesn't he? Right. I, and, and again, you can, you're not just limited to one thing, you know, pick something that you like. If, obviously, if you're not a pet person, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, really recommend rover.com. But again, say you're, you're, you're pet sitting earlier in the day, whatever you're doing. And then later, you got to watch kids with the childcare for a couple of hours or you do the pet sitting. You're like, oh, I also have a Grubhub up. A couple of good orders came in. Let me knock that out. So again, kind of mix and match. See, see what you like. See what you don't like. You know, I always think try everything. See what you like. And the cool thing with these apps and with Instacart is you're not tied to it. So if you want to do it, you take the order or you take the whatever, whatever. And then if you don't, you just don't have to do it. It's not like you have to report in. You don't have to put in eight hours. So that's the cool thing. So, you know, try it. So you you did DoorDash or or Uber Eats at one point, didn't you? I was doing Grubhub for a little bit. Right. And it wasn't that bad. It's not bad. I mean, I would say the, the pros of it are... You're not on a clock. You You're don't, your own boss. Yeah, you can do what you want. Uh, you know, honestly, you could also pick the orders that you want to take. So you see those ones come in that are 25, 30 bucks. It's pretty good for a trip, depending on how far it is. Uh, you know, like I said, the biggest thing for me is the flexibility. The cons are obviously is you're driving your own car. It's wear and tear. It's gas. So I've also heard on the flip side that heaven forbid you're in an accident that they, you know, they take care of all of that. So they're insuring you when you're on the road doing an order for them. So while we hope you don't get into an accident, heaven forbid you do, it's all insured. Right. And they take care of you. And I heard they 
some of them go above and beyond if you're on, you know, on their time. Yeah, it's good. I mean, like I said, it's not it's not for everybody. It depends no. on, you know. I know for me, we did um, we did DoorDash. My girlfriend and I went around. We decided we thought it'd be fun. Do it together? To, to, yeah, to go around to do it together. One of us drive, one of us hop out. Hey, honey, you want to go do DoorDash? <laughs> we can make four four ninety three on this order going 25 minutes out of the way. What yeah. do you say? It, It'll well, be fun. It, It'll be fun, they said. You know, it's, exactly. It'll be fun, they said. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think it resulted in the two of us screaming at traffic because we decided to do lunch rush. And if that wasn't bad enough, you know, I noticed you get sent out further and further and further. So if I started in Berlin, um, all of a sudden I am 25 miles away in Washington Township because what happens is you took the order in Berlin and you deliver it to that house. But now you accepted the order at Popeye's that's near this person's house in Washington Township. Yeah, that that, you know, all this is this would be definitely filed under the the con section, which would be. You know, again, there are pros, there are cons. My suggestion would be, as somebody who's done Grubhub for a little bit, just, you know, again, as a side hustle, would be take the orders that are close to you within, you know, five to eight know miles. Know your area. Yeah, know Check your area. Check it out ahead of time, because and, if you don't. Yeah, and also, also to have an idea of the amount you want to reach. So, so if your goal is I want to make $50 a day, regardless of the order that comes in after because you can get sucked it's like it's like you're addicted to it you you're like oh god it's beeping again another order is coming and we, we got to take it Ooh, level or, five <laughs> or like the next one's up and you'll just keep taking orders so again have a you know i want to do a hundred dollars a day crap i need a tank of gas where'd it go <laughs> right so so have an idea i want to do a hundred bucks a day whatever you want to do whatever you need and then once you reach that limit that you set for yourself just kind of cut it off because you'll go crazy. You'll just be driving around all day. And again, some place you're going to, the food won't be ready. You'll have to wait in the drive through lines, especially today because you can't go into the restaurants as much. Right. You got to wait in the, it's taking them longer. They're doing a ton of takeout orders. Uh, you know, so all those things kind of can consider, but if your goal is 50 bucks a day, do $50, turn it off and, and keep it moving. While we're on the subject of DoorDash, Uber Eats, delivery, that type of thing, and, you know, just services in general, um, like food service, uh, just a friendly reminder to everyone, especially around the holidays, tip your servers, tip your delivery drivers, because just like Phil just said, a lot of times they're using their own vehicle, you know, and they're out in the rain and the snow. So you didn't have to go out and do it yourself. You were too lazy or you didn't feel like getting up, you know, whatever the case may be, tip these people because they're going out because you didn't want to. Yeah, that's a good point. And again, I get it. I mean, I've delivered a little bit for Grubhub, and I've also ordered. And I understand when you order, it's the food. I mean, the the orders are crazy. I mean, the amounts they charge you to order off of these these food apps is a lot. So I understand once you get to you know, it's like delivery fee, and the delivery fee is not going to the driver. the 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 apps are taking that money. So. You know, again, it's tough. I understand it's a lot of money, but if you've already spent, you know, $80 for Popeyes, another $10 tip is, is not going to kill you for the driver. And again, to be honest, full disclosure, if you don't tip, it'll probably take it longer to get there. And, you know, I've heard stories that there's some drivers out there that may spit in your food. I don't know. I don't I mean, want to know. I've, I've never done that or seen that. That might be a little bit going a little bit crazy. But again, just be aware. You know, You don't want to... You know, again, anybody can sign up for the app and, and pretty much do it. The The vetting process is not crazy. For no, the, as for, long as you're, I believe, as long as you haven't gotten in 
that many accidents and haven't done anything extreme, I, I think you're pretty much good to go. I know people that were in three and four accidents that still got approved. Yeah, I mean, just make sure when you get the food, I mean, every restaurant, whether it's fast food or one of your local restaurants, should have the, the food or the bag or however it comes, the containers, uh, sealed with a sticker. If anything's ever broken or... Uh, you know, you get your, you know, your chicken nuggets and like 10, you're supposed to have 20 and there's only like 17 and maybe somebody ate them. You know, so again, just be, be aware if the seal is broken or if it's not covered or something's up, uh, you know, call Grubhub. They're usually pretty good or, or do Uber DoorDash actually giving you a refund. So. Yeah. And, and think about it as if it was your family or you that was about to eat it. If you saw the seal broken, how happy would you be? Would you be happy or would you be like, what the hell is this? And again, it goes back to mindset. Listen, if, if you don't want to do it, if you're pissed off that this person didn't tip you or if it's not enough money, then just stop doing the job because you're only really just driving yourself crazy because that person will reorder the food and somebody else will take it. Again, this is not your, your be-all, end-all. This is just do what you need to do to make your money while you're doing all these awesome creative things on the side. Just continue to keep that in mind. Yeah, it's, it's called a side hustle for a reason. Right, your, your hustle. I mean, the other thing you could do that I have here is uh, you can also clean houses or small businesses. Yeah, a lot of businesses need uh, people to come in and clean, just taking out the trash, vacuuming, just a little touch-up here and there. Um, you know, at the end of the day, who really wants to do it? Well, if you walk in and, hey, I'll do it for 50 bucks. you know, I'll clean your office and everything. Okay. That's another good side hustle. Uh, the other one I just thought of, you can uh, create stuff to sell, sell like uh, on Etsy. It could be anything from, uh, you know, candies, jewelry, uh, custom face mask. Obviously, you're big right now. You could do furniture. Uh, again, what, what creative things can you create? Uh, do you do pottery? Can you do a face mask? Can you create, uh, you know, paintings, wall art? A lot of people were doing face masks at the beginning of this thing, and I know people that made a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, and even if just you, doing them, and even if you can't use, if you, if it takes you a little little while to get on an Etsy, or you could put stuff directly on eBay, you can just Facebook Marketplace, Facebook, you can do Instagram, you can put, uh, you know, you can create, you know, and it's not just, you know, and again, and think about when you're when you're putting pictures and information out there. This would be like if you were a business doing this. So don't create a great product and then take a terrible picture and then have. Uh, a terrible uh, bio for it, and then throw it up on Facebook and think people are going to uh, buy it. You know, say you create a face mask. You know, make a short video. And again, just use your phone in your house. Make a video of how, of how it works, you wearing it, uh, what it looks like, the different fabrics that you use. Put that video together, 15, 30 seconds. Then put it on Facebook and Instagram. And then maybe you'll have more people interested in buying it than if you just take a picture of it sitting on, on your kitchen table and it looks a mess and it's not centered and you're not really promoting it. Yeah, exactly. I know my mom and dad got into a thing where it started, um, they were doing chocolate-covered pretzels. And um, I think they did it for my dad's uh, company around the holidays. Uh, usually my dad, as a salesperson, he'll give out gifts. Right. And this, uh, it was last year, they did chocolate-covered pretzels. And I just remembered this because I think they're doing it again this year. And I saw all the products out. And there's been people who are like, oh, can you do that for my baby shower? Can you do Yeah, exactly. You can put it online. Hey, I do chocolate-covered pretzels, this many for this. You know, it's easy to make money doing it, and it's not hard. You can do it in a couple of hours and be done. Yeah, again, you know, get creative. Uh, understand what people are looking for. And, you know, we're in a pandemic right now. So, again, the face mask thing is big. If you would have said uh, last year, 
I make custom face masks, you would have probably had a lot less of an audience than you do today. And imagine if you were ahead of that, um, the moment you heard face masks might be mandated. And those people that jumped on the bandwagon, they made a ton of money, even if you were in a small town like me in Echo. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know people that were making tons of money. There were other people just doing it because they were bored. And it, it's great for the people that made money out of it. Great. I mean, you made a couple hundred dollars, and it's really not that hard to make a face mask in case you're not aware. No. Unless you're custom knitting it, you know, the entire thing. Most people are just getting a piece of fabric and, you know, gluing some strap things on, and that was it. Yeah, and the five reality, bucks a piece. Yeah, and people, you know, some people are just not creative. They just don't have a creative mind. They don't. They can't build stuff. They can't partner with somebody who can. Right. Make a friend. Yeah, you know, you have network. To think, think out, think outside the box. Do you know? Do do some crazy stuff. Just think. Well, what happens if I do this? Because sometimes you might even stumble upon something that, you know, you had no idea. So uh, next, we're going to talk to our good friend Zach Taglioli. This dude is an entrepreneur. He's a singer, and he's going to spend a few minutes with us telling us how he makes uh, some extra money. Hey, Zach. Hi. Hi, Phil. Hi, JJ. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm an avid listener. Love you guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. So, Zach, in this tough, crazy time, we're dealing with quarantine, we're dealing with the pandemic, and today's episode is about side hustles. We're trying to find any way we can get as creative as possible to help people mm-hmm. bring in some extra money. So I know you do some singing yourself. How do you, you know, make money or how do you how are you doing side gigs, especially today without the ability to go out and perform uh, in front of people like we normally would? You know, Phil, that's a great question. When I found out that this pandemic was um, going to shut down live performances, I got so nervous because I'm like, that is what I live off of. I am a full-time college student, but on the side, like you said, I hustle and do gigs. Right. So everything used to be from word of mouth. I don't have a manager. Every I manage myself. So I had to be creative and think of a way to do something. And it just so happened that I saw a bunch of famous people and a lot of Broadway people who I admire start doing little snippets on like Instagram Live, Facebook Live, Twitch, and those sorts of things. And I said, you know what? I said, I have a strong following fan base that will support that. So I started doing it all by myself with my phone and my uh, laptop that I have and just doing the tracks without even setting up my um, sound equipment. And then as more people started to watch, and uh, it started out with maybe just 20 people and gradually grew to about 70 people, I started adding in ring lights and different cameras and, and um, adding my equipment. And then recently, JJ and I, your co-host, uh, decided to do a grand big virtual show and have it where the music is connected to a soundboard that can automatically people can hear what I'm saying in my microphone and hear the music and nothing else. And it's really became a great um, learning experience for me because it is much different than performing uh, in live venues. Now, here's the thing. Now, you and JJ obviously put together this, uh, you know, this awesome setup. Uh, but the question is, 
if somebody does what you're doing, if they're a singer, if they're uh, an artist, how are you utilizing it? Like, like what steps are you using to actually make money? Because that's the most important thing. Because people are, you know, they're stuck at home. So do you have a Patreon? Are people donating? Uh, how are you using your talents? People are watching you. That's great. You have a nice following and people are tuning yeah. in and they're seeing the live. How are you translating that and, tr and getting money? How are you making anything from it? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I have a couple gigs on the side where it will be uh, a limited venue, obviously that 25%. So live music is still out there. So I'm getting paid that way. But uh, in regard to the virtual stuff, me, myself, I'm not getting paid. Okay. But I find that I'm doing a lot of things for different friends of mine who do get paid. There's a friend of mine named Bob Egan, who's a wonderful piano player up in New Hope, Pennsylvania. And what he does and what many other people do is have a Venmo on the screen and it's continually, gradually, always popping up every now and then. And people Venmo him and that's how he continues to keep the funds for his show to invite other singers back. I have another singer friend of mine who uh, actually puts up the Venmo after every performance of his. And he racks in, I would say, maybe 50 to 100 bucks, which, listen, that's not the ideal money that us uh, side hus hustler entertainers make. But it's a nice little chunk, definitely during the holidays, to bring some money in and put that bread on the table that you need during these uh, unprecedented times. Better than nothing, you know? Live from Grandma's Basement, it's better than nothing. Live from Grandma's yeah. Basement, exactly. <laughs> but I did have a friend of mine, Phil, who brought up a really great idea. He said, charge people maybe $5. So that's something that other people can do, too, if they're listening. Charge somebody $5, give them an access code, and it allows them to spend an evening listening to great live entertainment. Because at the end of the day, people just want something where they can sit back, relax, and have a good time, and forget about the troubles and the worries in the world. Well, obviously, you know, we're not all famous here, um, but I do know um, something that Niall Horan had done. He actually did a live stream, and just like you're talking about, he charged, I think it was $25 or something for a ticket, and what he did was, um, for his crew that was supposed to go on tour, uh, all of that money went to his crew, anyone that purchased the live stream tickets. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's very possible to do, like you're saying, go in there, and hey, here's your access code for five dollars. You can watch the live stream. Yeah, and here's the thing too for uh, you know for other musicians and people that are just uh, just creative, you know, YouTubers or whatever. You have to uh, you know think outside the box. This is not going to be you know you clock in or you get your cash and and you're done. You gotta you know you gotta give people something that they want to see, obviously. Uh, and Zach, a lot of those things too, whether it's Cash App or Venmo on the screen, or if you have a Patreon where people can donate. Uh, and the other big thing is too, I you know I'll see if you agree with this, is that especially in the beginning, again we're talking about making money on the side, which means people are in need of money. The last thing you want to do is go out and oh I need a camera and oh I need a, a all this expensive equipment. Listen, as long as you have an iPhone. Put it up against the couch. Do whatever you need to do. But the last thing you want to do is be spending money that you don't have on credit cards or borrowing it to then try and make $100 singing, uh, you know, like I said earlier, in Grandmom's Basement. Like, you don't need that. The, the personality, the, the ability, the talent is enough, especially until you make that money, especially in a time where you need extra money. Do not go out and waste money on equipment. It's not needed at all. 
I agree with you, Phil, 100%. You know, at the end of the day, it is about the talent. You can have good lighting. You can have the best sound system, or you can have JJ, the best sound guy that I know out there in yep. South Jersey. Oh, thank you. But <laughs> you're welcome, JJ. But if you don't have the talent and if you don't have the voice, then that all that other stuff is just fluff. At the end of the day, you are absolutely right. It comes down to just the voice and use your phone. Use if you have a MacBook or if you have a, uh, a laptop, where nowadays a lot of people have lot, laptops that have cameras. Put that up there, log on to your Facebook, log on to your Instagram, and do about 30 minutes to an hour's worth of songs. Right. And you got a show right there. And the other thing you have to think about, too, is that, again, it's tough times. It's not ideal. But uh, think about it this way, too, for people that you know might be listening and looking for ideas. Maybe you start to grow your audience and bring in more people now. That way, so say you never did any live. You just performed out at the, at the bars and the cafes and the lounges. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just were doing your thing. You're making your money. You didn't find any need to do anything else. Now maybe you're bringing in people virtually through YouTube, through Facebook, through Instagram. Now, say you, you gather, I don't know, 100 and 200 people, 1,000 people. Now when the bars and stuff open to full capacity, now you can go to that and say, listen, all my live videos that I did where I was singing, I had 2,000 people watching me. You might actually get more bookings further in the future. So you have to kind of look at it more like a business and not just everything's over set the world on fire, there's no more money. There is a way, and you know, hopefully it works in this way for musicians and creative people to actually utilize this, this tough time to then get better uh, you know, in the future. Yeah, grow Absolutely, the audience. Phil. Grow the audience, like JJ says. And through doing all these things, and I found myself actually helping out other friends who have uh, bigger followings than I might, might have, and we all collaborate together, and then those people who follow them are following me, and vice versa. And it becomes this whole big group atmosphere where people are supporting them, and they're supporting me. And it's just a really nice time, like you said, to get creative, think outside the box. And people who do music or who entertain for a living are already creative. So it's easy for them to think outside of the box. Right. And, and Zach, tell the people who are listening what kind of music you sing. I sing what's called the Great American Songbook, and that's Sinatra, that is Tony Bennett, that's Dean Martin, that's Sammy Davis Jr., Bobby Darin, even Michael Buble. And uh, Robert Davi put it best from the Goonies. He said the Great American Songbook is the Shakespeare of America. These are songs that our grandparents and parents grew up listening to. And uh, just like we were talking before we came on the air, Phil, you said being in an Italian family, mm-hmm. Sinatra is what's played the most. So it was just right of passage that I listened to this music. And I was so blessed to have my great-grandmother alive for 88 years. Wow. And she instilled this music on me. And uh, it's just something that I that, that really grew and uh, became a part of my life. And you can even ask JJ, because I know JJ way back into uh, middle school, that this music was music that I always related to. Yeah, I listen to music from today if I'm in the car on the different radio stations, but there's nothing like popping in a, a CD of Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Buble, and listening to that timeless music, in my opinion at least. Actually, I think you listened to more of Sinatra and that type because I remember bringing you on a gig once and 90% of the songs you're going, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. And it's nothing against those performers that are out today, but there's just something about the richness, the purity of that music that they don't write music like that anymore. Now, did you... And I'm sorry, Zach. Do you notice uh, yeah. when you're doing your, you know, your live streams, you're doing your live performances, uh, what is the age range of people? Is it is it the older crowd that, that likes you more, and are you introducing this kind of music the same way Michael Bublé did to uh, to a younger audience? Yeah, so the the, pe- the people who um, watch me, or I like to call it, are my uh, my friends' grandmoms, the yeah. grannies, <laughs> or the great aunts, or the uncles, uh, are the people who are my age group. But I'm finding more and more, Phil and JJ, that, uh, and you can attest to this, JJ, too, that a lot of young people are starting to tune in as well. I have so many friends that say, you know, Zach, you started singing Sinatra one day when we were uh, in the car together, and I fell in love with this song, and now I own an album, this and that. So people are really gravitating towards this music because, like I said, it's timeless music. Uh, It's very true, and, you know, I think you need to give us the uh, quote that we always end when you and I do um, your radio show up at Montclair. I think you need to explain that one the way you did. Sure, absolutely. So when I started doing this radio thing, it was new to me. I did not know anything like you and JJ, Phil. And I said, I need to come up with a slogan. You know, the Geeter with the Heater, he has a slogan. So many of these people, they have slogans. Elvis Duran has, hey, lady. Yep. Um, but I said, I need to come up with a slogan that's true to me and, and that can convey what I want to give these people when they listen that hour to three hours with me. And I was scrolling through a song called uh, Music is Better Than Words that Seth MacFarlane, believe it or not, he's a singer, a uh, very good jazz singer, he is. Uh, started singing. And at the end, he said, music is better than words. And then I said, you know what? I said, that always resonated with me so much that I'm going to use that as my slogan. And one day, it just came out of my mouth. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, like someone once told me, music is truly better than words. And that's absolutely right. And I end every show that I do live in concert, live in grandma's basement or on the radio, I end with that. And people will quote it to me when they come and see me at my uh, at my show. They're like, "Music is truly better than words, Zach." They're like, "We love he that does. saying." So that's my saying that I I pick. And I said, if I ever had to write a memoir, that would be the title of my memoir. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I mean, it's one thing that you know it resonates with me, with JJ, with with a lot of different people. And uh, you know, Zach, well, I appreciate me and JJ appreciate your time. And uh, I do have a request on your way out. If you can give us just a little sample, give me 15, 20, 30 seconds of one of those great songs from the uh, Great American Songbook. Absolutely. Here, here's a wonderful song that I love. It's called um, Maybe I'm Right and Maybe I'm Wrong. Maybe I'm Weak or Maybe I'm Strong. But nevertheless, I'm in love with you. It's a wonderful Sinatra tune that I enjoy. Zach Taglioli, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're following him on Facebook and Instagram at Zach Taglioli Official. Zach, buddy, thank you so much for joining us on Anything Goes. Thanks, Zach. Thank you guys so much. Huge fan, guys. I wish you guys lots of luck and stay healthy and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You too, buddy. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye. 
There he is, Zach Taglioli. See, that that's another example of, uh, you know, just an entrepreneur, a singer, a young dude, just doing what he has to do during a pandemic to uh, make some extra money. So, again, stay creative. Stay thinking outside the box. And, uh, you know, you got to get the, got to get your side hustle on. Yeah, and make sure you're connecting with us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Anything Goes PJ. There it is. So episode number three is in the books. Anything goes. Phil Rossi, JJ Golick, thanks so much for tuning in. And next week we are talking after Thanksgiving and the holidays. Peace. is Anything Goes with Phil Rossi and J.J. Golick.